0: In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God Amen. I want to first of all congratulate His Eminence, Metropolitan Serapion, on the new ordination of Deacon Michael to be a priest today, and also to their graces, Bishop Abraham and Bishop Corollos, and indeed to all the clergy and the congregation. We are truly blessed here as a diocese, to have a wise, caring, and loving Father in His Eminence, Metropolitan Serapion, who lives out the gospel teachings every day and is truly an inspiration to us all in His meekness and Christ-like love. We all need to sit at His feet and to learn from Him every day. Thank you, dear beloved Sayedna, for all that you do for this great diocese with my two wonderful bishops, Abba Abraham and Abba Kirillous, each leading incredible work in their departments of colonia and education, and it will take a long time to describe their wonderful work. Today, my dear brethren, is the pre-Lenten Sunday in which we prepare for the Great Lent that begins tomorrow. This 50-day fast in which we only eat vegan food is a period that the lord jesus christ tells us in his sermon on the mount that it should be also full of charitable deeds and prayer and we call this period of the church calendar the storehouse of spirituality it is an intense period of spiritual activity mixed with good deeds and reaching out to those in need. and I really hope that during this great length, we really think about this very well. Not only supporting those who are in need financially, but so many people, whether within our own Coptic community or even further abroad, that may even need just a simple smile, or even a word of love, or a word of support, someone that may be going through a very difficult time in their life and they need you to be there for them To support them to guide them to give them a word of encouragement you can imagine Many people out there in the community that need to hear such words But cannot find anyone to support them in that way So let us really think during this Great Lent of those that need our support, need our guidance, need our love and reach out to them this Great Lent. It is also a time for metanoia and repentance and the word metanoia comes from two Greek words Meta and nous Meta meaning change and nous meaning mind so metanoia is the change of one's mind away from sin and to work towards righteousness and holiness and leading a holy life and as saint paul tells us in his epistle to the romans chapter 12 verse 2 do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know that good and acceptable and perfect will of God this is what we mean by metanoia it is the transformation of one's mind to work towards that good and acceptable and perfect will of God so it is a a conscious decision to change the, the direction of one's life from sinning to living according to God's commandments. In the Old Testament, when Moses the prophet went up to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, God said to him, Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes because the ground that you are standing on is holy ground. And so what God was saying to Moses, As he says to each and every one of us this morning, these shoes are made of the skin of dead animals. And so God is saying to us, I want you to remove from your minds and your hearts and your souls the deadness of familiarity in your relationship with me. I don't want your relationship with me to be a stale one. I want it to be a dynamic relationship, something that is renewed in every morning. We wake up, we thank God for the beginning of a new day, for a new new opportunity, for repentance, for living holy, for living a righteous life aiming towards a perfect way of living in Christ Jesus our Lord take off your shoes because the ground that you are standing on is a holy one remove that deadness of familiarity in your relationship with the lord and this is an opportunity during great length to renew our relationship with christ in every morning at the beginning of today's gospel the lord wants us to understand an important lesson that I hope all of us can take into serious consideration. Christ warns his listeners not to do their charitable deeds and their prayers before men and to be praised by humans. The hypocrites and Pharisees were running after vainglory and praise by men and they missed the mark and they failed. Our Lord Jesus Christ, however, wants to take us to a much higher, a much loftier level. And this reminds me of a monastic story that teaches us to detach ourselves from whether there is scorn or praise by other human beings, and not to run after this vainglory. So the story is about a brother Or a monk who came to Abba Macarius the Egyptian and said to him, Abba, give me a word that I may be saved. So the old man said, go to the cemetery and insult the dead. And the brother went there, insulted them, and threw stones at them. Then he returned and told the old man about it. And the latter latter said to him, Didn't they say anything to you? He replied, No. The old man said, Go back tomorrow and praise them. So the brother went away and praised them, calling them apostles, saints, and righteous men. He returned to the old man and said to him, I have complimented them. And the old man said to him, Did they not answer you? And the brother said, No the old man said to him you know how you insulted them and they did not reply and how you praised them and they did not speak so you too if you wish to be saved must do the same and become a dead man like the dead take no account of either the scorn of men or their praises and you can be saved he said A very beautiful story from the Paradise of the Desert Fathers. So, imagine that we all live our lives according to this principle, that we become dead to praise, to the praise or to the scorn of others. It is not easy, I think, to do this. This does not mean that we become inconsiderate of other humans as we are called to live Christ-like lives. However, we live balanced lives that rely on our relationship with Christ the Savior. We work on our salvation daily and live a life pleasing to God in love and humility. At the end of the day, it is what God thinks of us that truly matters and hence our reliance should never be on others but on our Creator who grants us His peace and hope in every single morning. Having said that, it is not that easy to practice this idea and it needs a lot of discipline. Perhaps we can contemplate on this during the Great Lent and see what our reaction next time someone praises or scorns you and test your reaction and see what needs to change inwardly to live a better Christian life. What is alarming in our days also is that many Christians are becoming consumer Christians or maybe ShopRite Christians. I don't know if you have have ShopRite in California or maybe Albertsons or Stater Brothers or something like that. And you will ask, what do I mean by this? Well, what do you do when you go to ShopRite or Albertsons or Stater Brothers? We walk down the aisles and there is a variety of items for us to choose from, and we pick what we like, and we reject what we don't like. And many people are living their Christian lives that way. They pick what suits their lifestyle from the Bible, or from what the society tells them is acceptable, and they reject what does not fit in their own thinking or according to the modern age. But God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. As St. Paul says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as mentioned in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. The world is straying from the truth of the Gospel and we as Orthodox Christians will be attacked for our beliefs in this postmodern society that we live in. At Lent, and Lent is a good time for us to reflect on how we deal and interact with the Word of God. Do you read it with humility and submit to God's Word? or we feel that God's commandments really don't fit in with our modern way of living and so we can discard certain teachings that seem awkward for us we'll be judged for this if we are not faithful to the gospel teachings so place the scriptures as the central part of your daily living in Lent and beyond I really hope that we can really have a deep relationship with the scriptures, open it every day and read it and see what message God is sending you this day to live by. I want to also contemplate with you today on how we should prepare for the eight-week period of the Great Lent. I think if we are serious about strengthening our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ during Lent, then we cannot just live our lives as we have been previously. We all lead busy lives with intense work schedules, family commitments, social and physical activities and much more. The question we all need to ask ourselves is how will the next eight weeks be different? And how will we let what we do during Lent affect the way we live our lives into the future? To begin with, we need each of us as individuals to sit and to plan. And I hope that when you all go home today, take some time out to think, to sit on your own and to plan out what you want to achieve, how you are going to live these next eight weeks of Lent. You need to ask yourself today, what will you do different during the Great Lent? We need to prepare our hearts and minds. If we look at this fast as something loathsome, then it will be a mere physical activity, and we will benefit little from it. Fasting must be looked as a spirit, looked at as a spiritual activity, a time to say to ourselves, "Stop, Where are we heading? What is happening in my spiritual life? Am I moving forward or backward? We must not let the whirlpool of life swallow us up, but today ask the Lord to take control of your life and to lead you in the right direction. Fasting must be mixed with rigorous spiritual activity. I would like to suggest 12 areas quickly for you to concentrate on during the following eight weeks of the Great Lent. And I hope that you can plan to do the following things. First, of course, is to fast. And I hope that you begin the fast tomorrow and not in the last week, because it will have little or no effect. There seems to be a trend away from abstinence, and yet this is very important. Take at least the morning or according to what your confession father guides you, but have that period of abstinence in the first part of the day to spend a bit of that time with the Lord in many different spiritual practices. Think about what you are eating, and why are you eating it? Are we eating to live, or do we live to eat? I'm always amazed at the portion sizes that are served in American restaurants that has led to the obesity crisis in this country and other Western countries, which has led to many diseases. Fasting is a time to reflect on all of these issues, and how to improve our health which is very important to also living a healthy spiritual life when you are unhealthy and eat the wrong types of food you feel lethargic and you will get sick then you will be unable to pray and you will feel lazy and you will not be able to do any good work fasting is a spiritual practice to support our daily walk with Christ And should only be seen in this way and it must be mixed with other spiritual practices secondly to attend as many liturgies as you can and partake of the body and blood of Christ the Lord said most assuredly I say to you unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood you have no life in you and if you have no life in you that means you are dead it means you are dead spiritually, and you are cutting yourself away from the true source of life, who is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Attend as many liturgies as you can and stand there in meekness and prayer. And if you can to attend even later liturgies in the day, I think they have a very special spiritual taste as well. Three personal prayer. The, the church gives us a beautiful book of prayer in the Adbeya with the seven hourly prayers. Try to pray as many of them as you can during the Great Lent or at least the morning prayer and the evening prayer. And the church also gives us a very beautiful short prayer we sometimes call it the arrow prayer or the Jesus prayer which says, My Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner. My Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner. It is a very short prayer, but you can... The monks pray this prayer all the time, during the day, during the night, and repeat it thousands of times. So I encourage you to do the same. Just remembering the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, on our lips and tongue, in our mind, in our heart sanctifies us and purifies us and continually say it until it becomes part of your subconscious and you'll find yourself saying it all the time, repeating it. It needs some practice to perfect it, but you can begin saying it as much as you can and praying it. My Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner and also the beautiful praises, the tazbeha, that are prayed especially on Saturday evenings in many of our parishes praising God is something which is joyful and indeed it keeps us constantly in his presence being in the presence of the Lord is something beautiful there is a story of Saint Macarius of Alexandria who once stood up to pray for three whole days and three whole nights, thinking about heavenly things, not worrying about any needs of the body of food or drink. And all of his thoughts and his heart was up in heaven, where Christ is with Saint Mary and all of the angels and saints. And it was only when Satan got jealous of him and burned the mat under his feet that his thoughts returned back to earth and had to get some water quickly to put out the fire. Of course, this is a very high spiritual level, but it gives you an idea of how these great holy men and women of the desert had a great passion and love in their heart. devoted their whole lives and all their being to be in the presence of the Lord. Let us at least try as much as possible to look at these examples and to learn a little bit of their ways in our life during this great Lent. Four, it is critical in this busy world that we live in that you take quiet time out. Our Lord Jesus Christ Himself took His disciples out into the desert for this quiet time and I hope that in every day you can find somewhere quiet Maybe it is in a park, maybe it is in a quiet room somewhere. Take that quiet time out to spend it with the Lord in prayer, in reading, in fasting, in getting to know Him very well. Quiet time every single day during Lent. And also, Listen carefully to the teachings in each of the readings and in each sermon that you attend. The church gives us ample opportunities for so many readings during the liturgy. Liturgy. Lent, of course, there is no Vespers except on Saturday evening, but during the liturgy, there is so many rich teachings that Christ play, that the church places in front of us to learn from. Listen, see what the message that God is sending to you on that day. Sixth, read your Bible as much as possible. The Lord says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me in John 5.39. So in this way, you can discern God's will in your life when you hear his message to you. And attune yourself to God's voice. And this reminds me of the story of Saint Anthony the Great when he entered the church one day on Sunday and heard the gospel being read read, and the church was full of faithful. And the gospel that morning was saying, if you wish to be perfect, go and sell all of your goods and come and follow me. And everyone else heard that same gospel, but Saint Anthony took it as a special message for him that God was sending him a message directly and this is exactly what he did he was very wealthy he had 300 acres of the finest land that he sold sent his his sister into a house of virgins and he went out into the desert to live this new way of life that he taught us of monastic life and this reminds me of before digital radio you know, we used to have these analog radios and maybe the younger people here won't remember this, where you had several knobs on the radio. Yeah, you had one where you could approximately find where the channel, channel you were looking for and then there was a smaller knob where you could fine tune so you could get the best quality sound to hear the radio station very clearly. And then you would be able to tune it perfectly. So I think that St. Anthony had this inbuilt tuning system that his heart and mind, the soul, was always attuned with God and listening very carefully to what was the message that God was sending him on that day. So don't let your mind to wonder whether in the liturgy when you are listening to the gospel being read, when you're reading a spiritual book or your Bible at home, really pray before don't read or come into the church you know with so many other thoughts coming into your mind there was a story about a monk where he was walking with some of his brothers and then they saw him before he entered into his cell that he circulated around his cell three times before entering in and his brother monks then asked him the next time that they met him, Why were you circling your cell three times like this? And he said to them, Because all of the, our discussion that we had along the way was still lingering in my mind. And I didn't want any strange thought to enter into my cell, because this is my Holy of Holies. When I enter in there, I only want to be with God and I don't want any other strange words to be there and that's why the church prepares us for liturgy from the evening before with vespers with so many teachings and readings and prayers and again in matins in the morning so we can prepare for this feast that we are about to have to partake of the body and blood of Christ and to meet with the King of Kings and with the Lord of Lords. So let us attune our minds and our hearts to what message God is sending us every day. 7. Put a spiritual reading agenda for this time. Read as much as possible. I really hope. There is so many books whether in English or Arabic or any other language that you are accustomed to get accustomed to reading as much as possible and also teach your children the importance of spiritual reading if you are serious put for yourself a reading agenda to read one substantial book each week yes one substantial book each week when i say a substantial book i do not mean our current trend of little booklets of 10 and 20 pages That is not a book, when I speak about a book I speak about a full volume book. This is what we hear now, oh people don't have time to read so we give them these little booklets of a few pages. This is not what is going to help us grow in our knowledge of our faith and our children will fall into the same mistake as well. We find time for for everything else in our life then what about the importance of reading to enlighten our hearts and our minds? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 6 to 9 says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Emphasis here on the word diligently. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down. And when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. I wish you would frame these words and put them in your living room somewhere and remember the importance of the teachings of the Church of reading and teach it diligently to your children. I've posted a list that Father Athanasius Farad had sent out of recommended books for Lent There's 33 books here If anyone wants a copy, I'm happy to leave it for you Lots of important books that would be suitable for us to read for Great Lent And I would hope also that during this time I don't know how difficult or easy it may be But do not waste idle time in front of the television or in front of social media and so on. I wonder, could we switch off our televisions completely during Great Lent and all those hours that we waste in front of the television? Could we use this time for family time, for the father and mother and children to gather together to pray to read the Bible, to read a spiritual book, do you know what the statistics tell us about how long a quality time a father spends with his children every day? Quality time two and a half minutes. and I don't think that this is acceptable, and this is the way to raise up a Christian family. Let us try this practice if you haven't tried it before. Switch off your television sets and gather together as a family to stand up to pray, to read the Bible, contemplate on it with your children according to that level, and have some spiritual books to read every day. Also maybe to think what sin that may be controlling your life that you want to pray about during Lent that God will abolish from your heart and from your life and also what virtue perhaps that you want to gain during this Great Lent not as a showing off thing but as something to perfect our lives further and what charitable work can you do in your immediate immediate surrounding community whether within the church or abroad in the wider American uh, society There is so much that can be done of charitable work, of assisting others, volunteer work, etc. And finally, what little thing can you do to bring one person to know the Lord Jesus Christ? This is an American Coptic Orthodox Church of St. Basil, so part of its work is to do mission and evangelism, which should be the role actually of every one of our churches because this is how the church began as it says in the book of Acts and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved it was a daily activity that people were knowing Christ and were being baptized and joining the church and so it should be the role not just of the clergy of the deacons but in fact the role of each and every one of us to bring people to know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ May this great Lent bear much fruit in our lives and when you come to celebrate the Feast of the Resurrection after 55 days you can celebrate with the Risen Lord and realize the power of His Resurrection in your own life that you may feel empowered that the Risen Christ will strengthen you when you feel alone or in despair or weak He will lift you up and comfort you and be your strength throughout all of your days and glory be to god forever amen we want to thank you so much for listening to saint basil's podcast we hope that you have gained spiritually from our remarkable speakers and we appreciate your support towards this podcast saint basil american coptic orthodox church is looking to purchase a home and we would love for you to be a part of our community we are looking to raise funds towards this novel mission orthodoxy in an American context within the San Diego area. You may donate online through our website, www.stbasil.net, that's www.stbasil.net, or click on the link below when it will take you to our donations page. You may also mail in your contribution at the address located on our website. We thank you for any contribution, and may our Lord Jesus Christ always bless your heart and home.